You can post solutions and all this great educational content all day long, and I will follow you because I like what you have to say. But will I invest? Not if this isn't a problem I have to solve today. Change is uncomfortable. I will not make that decision to invest in a coach until I am at a place of needing it, especially in uncertain economic times like we're in right now. And just so that I'm being crystal clear, this is not about manipulating your audience or lying to your audience or making something seem urgent when it's not. It's about specificity. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. Today is part number five of our hashtag Sorry Not Sorry series. For those who are just joining us on this wild ride, we're doing an unapologetic marketing series where I'm helping you come face-to-face with the things that you're not really doing so well on the social or with your marketing in general. No shame, of course. We can all be going through these not as strong times within our marketing, myself included. But I think a healthy and real talk audit of how you're showing up is necessary a couple times a year. And this is one of those times. So we have so far talked about the function of your marketing in part one, your boring message in part two, your lazy growth strategies in part three, your excuses in part four. And today we're talking about your free content and why it's not leading to sales. I want to have another sales conversation next week in part six, which is probably going to be our last part of the series, but I'm going to split the sales conversation up into two episodes because I just think it'll be easier to digest that way. So today's episode is more about your sales message, and next week is probably going to be more about like the action, taking action on sales. Okay, so today the big question is this. Are you selling solutions or are you solving problems? Now, on first glance, that might feel like the exact same thing, but it absolutely is not. Let me walk you through an example. My dad died of cancer a few years ago, but for his entire life, he was a pretty healthy man. And did he want to be healthier? Sure, we all do. He wanted to eat more vegetables, but you know, he did a pretty good job. He wanted to drink more water, but again, He wasn't awful and he wanted to work out more. Okay, now there's one thing, dad, if you're listening, you could have done a little better on the exercising if I'm being completely honest. But again, he traveled a ton and was just really busy. So going to the gym wasn't super top of mind and he felt accurately and inaccurately that he was moving his body in different ways. Not to mention he had lived his entire life as an athlete. I mean, he even got a full ride to university as a baseball player, but he stopped moving so much as he got older. So it's not that he didn't live an active life his whole life. It's just that in his older years, he kind of let that part of him go. My point is this. He was fully aware that he could have been doing better, but he was doing okay. Plus, I mean, he was healthy. He always had positive results from the doctor. He didn't have heart issues. His blood pressure could have been better, but again, it wasn't the worst. Like no doctors ever made us feel alarmed by it. He also didn't wear glasses. He had great skin. He didn't have gray hair. Literally, I'm not kidding. He started getting gray hair 
when he was 80 years old. And that's also the year that he died. So I think that was linked to his cancer and just like his body wearing down. But he did not have gray hair until he was 80 years old. So there was lots of positives that would suggest he was overall pretty healthy. And while he wasn't on social media, he was very into documentaries and learning about meditation and all that healthy living stuff. My dad was such a learner. Like, I'm not even kidding. He even had, I said earlier that he got a full ride to university uh, for baseball, and that is true. But he also got a full ride to Stanford University at 16 years old, unrelated to his baseball, just because he was so freaking smart. And then later on, like as an adult, he actually wrote a textbook on finance for Harvard. So, yes, my father was a very intelligent man, and he also was a learner, always was. He was insanely intelligent and – oh, sorry. I just got emotional. <laughs> oh, you know, sorry. My dad's death is something that I haven't totally fully processed. I moved in with him to take care of him three years ago. Most of the people in this community, if you're around at that time, you probably remember that time. That was a really hard year for me. Um, And so sometimes when I talk about him, even though it's all happy things, right? Most of the time, um, it's always so hard to talk about him. So let me like, let me just recap what I'm saying. (laughs) Sorry. But yes, my dad was a learner and he, he always was. And if you can't tell, I'm insanely proud of him. So anyways, this learner, my father, he loved subscribing to blogs and getting all this free content on so many topics, but especially health topics. But did he ever take serious action on his health? The truth is not really. Did he ever hire someone to help him get healthier? Definitely not. Because health wasn't a problem he felt he needed to solve. So he read all the free content online and maybe even implemented a few things, but he didn't actually invest so he could take serious action. Now, fast forward years later, and he was diagnosed with oral cancer. Now, when he was diagnosed with oral cancer, he wasn't really given any options. It was stage four by the time he got a diagnosis. And he was told he needed to cut his tongue out of his mouth as well as 25% of his jaw if he wanted to have a 100% chance of living. Otherwise, he was given three months to live and not a good chance that chemo, radiation, or any of the other traditional forms of cancer treatment would work at this stage. So the options weren't great, and he wasn't willing to live another 20 years if it meant he could never talk again or eat and drink. Because if he was going to remove the his tongue, which is what the doctors were advising, it meant that he'd be fed through a tube that would go into his stomach. And again, he could never have a conversation again. But then he met an alternative doctor who believed he could either cure his cancer or greatly extend his life. But the doctor said he would need to stop drinking altogether. And my dad loved his wine. So that was a pretty big deal. And he would need to stop eating red meat, another one of my father's faves among other very big drastic changes. In other words, my dad was basically being invited to live an entirely different life pretty much overnight. And you know what? He immediately invested in every health solution and health consultant that there was. He cut drinking completely out of his life. And like I said, he loved wine. Like that was a very big deal. He completely stopped eating red meat. He did every single thing the doctor said, and it didn't. he didn't think twice about it. 
Like if something needed an investment because he needed to be held accountable, he made that investment because now there was a problem to solve. Now, this podcast episode is not about his cancer story, but I will say this. His cancer story is pretty miraculous. It's like I said, it's a story for another time, but just in a nutshell, my dad committed to this new lifestyle 100%, like you'd never believe. He took it very seriously. He also invested in his mental health and, you know, thinking more positively. He took on meditation. Um, there was a lot of things that he changed, like I said, literally overnight to really commit to having more time. His tumor ended up disappearing. He lived another five years before it grew back in another location of his mouth. And like I said, I don't want to talk about all of the twists and turns because that's really what it was. There were so many twists and turns and issues with insurance and all these things that really I would blame for for what ended up taking his life. But ultimately, he died of cancer. But five years later, we were gifted five incredible years where my dad was not dealing with cancer. He was living a healthier life. But back to my point, you can post solutions and all this great educational content all day long, and I will follow you because I like what you have to say. But will I invest? Not if this isn't a problem I have to solve today. Change is uncomfortable. I will not make that decision to invest in a coach until I am at a place of needing it especially in uncertain economic times like we're in right now. And just so that I'm being crystal clear, this is not about manipulating your audience or lying to your audience or making something seem urgent when it's not. It's about specificity. There is a reason the work you do is important and urgent. And until you identify that and help people understand the actual problem you are solving, investing in you will be a nice to have not a need to have. And hey, if you are running a business of nice to haves, that's okay. There are businesses out there that are nice to haves and that's that business. But for most coaches, that's not what we're selling. We're not selling luxuries. The work we do is grounded in solving problems. So for most of you listening, the nice to have market probably isn't where you're at and your content isn't making that clear. So how can we start to make these changes? Number one, Identify the urgency. Why do I need to have what you sell right now? What problems are you solving in my life? For some of you, especially those who are vague and who you're talking to, and if you are one of those people, you already know it, this is another invitation to get more specific in who you're talking to, right? In fact, let me tell you another story about someone that I was working with recently in a VIP day. So She was working, so her clients, so she's a health coach actually. So she's a health coach and she was really kind of like the example I was using earlier, talking to people in general, like people who were just sick and tired of being unhealthy and wanted to make immediate health changes and ultimately change their life, right? And she was talking about, um, I mean, I think that ultimately she was doing a pretty good job at making us understand that like we do not want to get to the point where we desperately need help with our health like we want to avoid those t- the times when we get to be desperate she was doing a pretty good job except the one thing i would say is she really was being vague in who this person was so when what we ended up doing because she also felt she was like okay i get it like i feel like my messaging is including some urgency but still i don't know that people are taking that seriously 
So then we looked at her client roster and we noticed that every single person on her client roster was struggling with some kind of an autoimmune disorder or something that like kind of forced them to pick up the phone and call her. And she was like, oh, maybe I'm doing a better job than I think. And I was like, you know what? I got to be honest. I think you're really lucky with this, right? I think this isn't necessarily a sign that your messaging is working. I think it's a sign that that this is when people want to call you, when there's something going on, right? And for you, how do you like working with these people? Are these the type of people you want to work with? And she was like, yes, like I love tackling something that I know I can help them through. I love seeing their life improve. Like I enjoy this work. So I was like, okay, so let's target people with autoimmune disorders, right? Let's target the people who let's look at look at who your current clients, like what, what are they struggling with? And let's actually create a message for those people. And the reason I told her to do that is because if those are the people she knows she can help, if those are the people she enjoys helping, and if those are those are the people she's currently helping, we want to make sure those people actually hear you. And the way to make sure that they hear you is to be as specific as possible. So she changed who she was talking to. And it doesn't mean that she changed all of her messaging or anything like that, but she just made sure it was clear who she was targeting. Now, what ended up happening is, yes, sure, like, opportunities shifted for her in that she did get new business her way. But the reason she got new business her way is because people knew how to work with her. Suddenly, podcasts, it was easier for her pitches to get a yes when she pitched herself to podcasts because now she was going in it with a very specific topic. And people were like, you know what? We haven't actually spoken about autoimmune disorder d- disorders in a while. Let's have her come on and talk about this topic because this seems like an interesting take. She was being invited on summits to talk specifically to this audience. She was being invited to collaborate with certain people that before she had pitched you and they weren't really that interested. But now that she was being more specific in the topic she was talking about, they were like, you know what? We need to talk about this. We haven't had that topic in a while, right? It's not that it's not that her message shifted that dramatically. It's just that people were finally hearing it, right? Because she was packaging it with specificity, with purpose, with intention, right? She was packaging it within a problem that needed to be solved. So now people could actually, it registered with them, right? It resonated. So getting more specific is also about this. It's not just about filling your client roster. It's about making sure that people actually hear that so that opportunities can be created. And those opportunities might be new clients, but those opportunities might also be collaboration opportunities and all these other things that we want to do that so many other people are trying to do. When we can get more specific, we can break through the noise way more easily. The second thing I want to share with you right now is, and we talked about this on a podcast recently, but One way I also like to do this and get more specific is to think about the experience someone's in when they need me. So I don't know if you've watched the Ghostbusters. (laughs) You're like, where the heck is she going with this? But you know that the the song that they sing, I think that they created a commercial. I don't really know the Ghostbusters, but I mean, I do. I've watched it like once. My husband's like absolutely obsessed with it. I, but like, so he's seen it like a million times and (laughs) I've seen it just once, but Everyone knows the song, who you going to call? Ghostbusters. I really apologize for my voice. But I love, I, th- I think if I remember correctly, that is an advertisement that they created. I can't, I know it's like the theme song of the movie, but I think it comes from an advertisement that they created inside the movie. Like, don't quote me on that. But I love that positioning because that ad that they've created is basically saying, 
when this is your experience, you're going to call Ghostbusters. And that's exactly what I'm trying to tell you right now. What is the experience for you? right? For what is the experience for your ideal client when they need to pick up the phone and call you? Because if you're going to stop being a nice to have and start being a need to have, you've got to point, you've got to paint that picture for us. We tend to make investments, especially coaching investments, when we start to feel desperate or we've had some kind of like a rock bottom or we've hit a wall. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's what tends to happen. So if you can identify those rock bottom experiences or share signs that we're headed to that rock bottom so that we understand the urgency in avoiding that rock bottom, either works, but we need a visual. And this can be done through sharing client stories. This can be done through sharing your own story. This can be done in so many different forms of content. But before we get there, we have to be brave enough to define that experience so that people don't just settle for your free content. And yes, by the way, I do mean brave enough because the fear here is that you're going to exclude people you can help. But really, you're actually going to speak to more people because we'll actually hear you. And we'll hear you because we resonate with the experiences you share. So define what the heck that experience is and answer the question, when do I need to lift up my phone and call you? Alrighty, friends, that's a wrap on part five. Next week is part six, and we are going to wrap this hashtag sorry, not sorry up. Um, how is this resonating with you? How is this episode and previous episodes resonating with you? It would be, I would greatly appreciate it if you went to my DMs right now and sent me a message and let me know. Just really helps to know, you know, the pulse of the room and to just make sure that I'm supporting you and that you don't have any lingering questions that you wish were answered. But yes, next week, part six, I don't have a name for it, so I can't share that, but we are going to continue talking about sales content. All right, my friends, I will see you on the next one. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.